everyone, welcome to the Psychology of Dating podcast. My name is Nadine Newkirk and I'm a clinical psychologist and dating coach. Today I want to talk to you all about how to challenge rigid or unhelpful beliefs in dating. Before we get into that though, I want to introduce my free guide which is Top 3 Mindset Shifts in Dating. So this guide is a product of thousands of hours, thousands of hours of conversations, sessions with people, uh, personal experience, and it really has come down to three core unhelpful beliefs that have been a theme across, you know, thousands of people who struggle in dating. And top three mindset shifts, so reframes, different ways to think about the situation that can help propel you forward closer towards your goal instead of further away. So I'll pop um, the info for that in the episode show notes. So I want to talk to you about rigid or unhelpful beliefs in dating. First of all, it's helpful to think about what does rigid or unhelpful beliefs mean? Basically, these are I think about it like a computer program. You've got a software that's running in the background and then with that software you can generate and use different programs. And unhelpful beliefs are the software in the background. So they can be a little bit sneaky. Sometimes we don't even realize that they're there. But those beliefs change the types of thoughts that our brain produces. It also changes the feelings and emotions we have in our body and therefore our actions in dating. For example, if someone had thoughts, no one wants kids. Maybe that's a rigid, unhelpful belief that they have. That might then create their brain to produce different thoughts when they go into dating. They could have thoughts like, it's not worth asking people if they want kids early on because that'll scare them off. They might then start to form strange or rigid rules like, you know, you can't ask someone until it's three months into dating. Uh, otherwise, it's way too soon to ask if they want kids. They might have thoughts, all the people who are you know, good to date are already in relationships and they're the ones who want kids. The people who are available just don't want kids at all. This would then change the way that someone feels as well. So they might feel more anxiety if they had the thought of bringing up and asking someone, hey, what about you? Do you want kids? It might feel like it's a really big or heavy or hard question to ask. And when we're feeling anxious, when we're feeling nervous about something, it's a normal human instinct to avoid. So maybe this person goes on dates, has that question at the back of their head, but can't bring it out. So they keep to topics that are more light or kind of skirting around actually what their deal breaker is in dating, because eventually they know they 100% want kids. These unhelpful beliefs can create a massive big impact on not letting people move towards their goals in dating. So if someone really wanted kids, but they were anxious or afraid to ask other people because they had the belief that no one wants them or it'll scare them away. Imagine if this person has nine different people to date. And maybe after the ninth person, that's someone who actually, yes, does want kids. But if they're too scared to ask the question, they might go on the first date. Maybe they get into a bit of a situationship with this person that lasts a few months. By the time they get to the ninth person, they could have spent a year, two years being with people where it wasn't a helpful match from the get-go. So this is why it's so helpful to test beliefs 
because this will lead you more quickly, more swiftly towards your goal in dating, whatever it is. If you're wanting long-term relationship, if you have certain deal breakers, it'll help you get there much, much quicker. So I want to introduce to you a technique called behavioral experiments. You imagine like you're a scientist, you're testing out your beliefs by setting up a specific situation, a scenario, and then you're testing it out, you're getting data, and you're seeing what the outcome is. So it's not where you're just pretending to think otherwise, even though you don't really feel it or believe it. This is where you actually put it to the test. I'll give one example. When we're in our psychology program in the masters, we had to do these behavioral experiments on ourselves. So I picked something where it would provoke a lot of anxiety or uncertainty for me. And that was to dance in public in the middle of a shopping center in the middle of the day. <laughs> so how did I set it up? First of all, I wrote down on a sheet what my beliefs were. Number one, I thought that people would frown, point, stare, maybe comment negatively. Basically, I would then feel really humiliated. I might not even be able to dance properly because I'm so nervous. Um, and I believe that 90%, I rated it out of 100 and I thought 90%, this is sure to come true. Because our mind is very powerful and it loves to think that we can predict the future, we can predict what other people do. The next step that I did was to set up a bit of a scenario where I could test out these beliefs. So one, I decided on a time when I'd go to the shopping center, I needed someone else with me so they could stand in the background and help me observe. Were people pointing? Were they frowning? What were their specific reactions? I also, when I was dancing, had to decide that I would also not just keep my eyes down, not paying attention because I'm so anxious. I had to purposely look up, see what would happen. Set myself a timer for two minutes. And then after that is where you actually see, okay, what happened? Does this shift your belief at all? And what happened in the shopping center? I actually turned from anxiety, embarrassment to frustration, annoyance, because what happened was no one cared. No one paid attention. I was flailing my arms, flailing my legs. It was really busy. People were sitting down, having lunch, walking right by me, literally like a meter, two meters away from me. People didn't even bother to turn their heads. I think I had maybe one or two people glance and then look away. Another person looked and smiled. No one frowned, no one pointed. Really, it was kind of a non-event. This really surprised me. And it actually really shifted my belief. If I hadn't have done this actually in person, I would have thought, no, this is gonna be a really stressful, awful situation. And it shifted the thinking, actually, Maybe it's not that big a deal. Maybe people are, you know, thinking about what they're doing. They're not so absorbed in some stranger dancing. So this made it a lot easier if I were ever to go back into a shopping center and do a dance. How could this play out in dating? What could you do to set up a behavioral experiment? Imagine for that person who has those rigid, unhelpful beliefs that no one wants kids. A way you could set up a behavioral experiment is to say, okay, the next 10 dates that I go on, I'm going to ask people in, on the first date whether they want kids or not. And when I ask it, 
I'm going to do it in a way as if I believed that this is an okay question to ask, that people do want kids. So even though I don't think it, I want to act as if the opposite belief were true. So maybe I might just as easily ask the question, so do you like traveling? You can also ask the question, so what about you? Do you want kids? And it's really important that if you do this, that you don't just do it once and then take that for all the data. You want to repeat it over time. Because imagine if you did it for one occasion and maybe this person actually was quite scared of commitment and maybe their reaction was, oh, whoa, no, 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 like I don't want kids. And then maybe they started to be a bit uncomfortable, the conversation didn't flow anymore, it got really awkward and the whole date ended. What is that going to reinforce? The one belief that all people don't want kids. But what if that person kept going, did another behavioural experiment and they asked a second person, a third, right up until the 10 people? They would get more data and you might learn, okay, 20, 30% of people don't want kids and it's quite uncomfortable to talk about. Maybe you have a whole bunch of people in the middle, you know, 40% who think, yeah, maybe I do, maybe I don't. It wasn't that big a deal to talk about it. They were comfortable. And maybe you might have, you know, another 20%, 30% who really want kids and are really excited or happy to talk about the topic. The more you test it out, the more data you get and the more you can have a flexible belief. If our beliefs are really rigid, that means we have no way to adapt to a situation. It means that we can't take in new information and accurately process it because we're usually filtering. We go into a situation, we only see the parts that confirm our belief and we don't really look at the bits of evidence that disconfirm it. I think about those, I don't know if anyone had it in high school, those rulers that were bendy. What we want is our belief to have a bit of flexibility like that that we still have our core values there, we don't, uh, you know, have no way that we think about the world, but we can adapt and we can change based on the evidence, based on what we see. Instead, if we have a really rigid ruler, if you try and change it all, it's not going to work, it's going to be really rigid, it's going to get awkward, and maybe it might even snap, and that's going to be really painful. (laughs) So... We really want to be able to test these beliefs out and not just take them at face value. To give you a recap how to do a behavioural experiment, one, I recommend getting a sheet of paper. Write down the top unhelpful rigid belief that you think might be holding you back in dating. Then write down an experiment that you could do to test this belief out. Make sure that you write down the specifics, when you'll do it, where it'll take place, what you predict will happen. And these need to be observable things like, you know, that someone frowns or specific things that they say. Um, It needs to be something not that just you guess, that you think they're thinking, but rather that you can observe through their body expressions, through what they say. You want to write down out of 100% how much you believe the original belief zero, 90, whatever it might be. And then when you go into the experiment, make sure you have a way to track and observe what happens so you can test out that belief. Make sure that you count how many times someone points at you or someone laughs at you. Make sure that you notice different tones of voice of 
all the people that you talk to. And at the end, you want to reassess that original belief, rate it again out of 100%. You might even write down, is there any other way to view the situation now? Is there any other belief that maybe has come in or integrated since you've done the behavioral experiment? Okay, everyone, it was lovely talking to you all. I hope you have a lovely rest of your day and I'll be back soon.